welcome to the Two World Podcast, where you can hear thoughts and reflections on unique intersections between faith and culture. Tune in regularly for this foray into feelings of surprise and interconnectedness and aha moments in life when two worlds come together. Now join your hosts, Barney and Jacob, for this most recent episode. Welcome to another edition of the Two World Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jacob, and I have with me today my other co-host, who is... I am Barney. Barney and I are going to be talking today about exercise and being active. And it's one of those things that really translates into a healthy life and probably has a lot of memories and stories connected with it going back to childhood. So we're really looking forward to exploring this topic with you today. And as you listen in, hopefully you can make some connections with your own experience. And just to get us started, Barney, you're the one who came up with this idea for a list of potential topics. And I'm just kind of wondering what drew you to identify exercise as something that you thought we might explore? I, yeah, that's a great question. Um, sometimes uh, when I'm, um, you know, thinking about the podcast or, um, you know, washing the dishes or doing daily activities. And these ideas come to me and I think, oh, that might be kind of interesting to talk about um, as a podcast um, topic with, with Jacob. And I probably, what brought it to the forefront of my mind is lately I've been trying to kind of find a good exercise to do myself. And I've been trying different ones and trying to think what is how much intensity do I want to do? How much do I want to commit to this? How much can I commit to this? And it got me thinking, um, there is a lot that goes into um, to the idea of exercise, that um, it's something that we all we all need. We're all, everyone recommends it, and we look on our phone, and it lists different exercises we should try. Um but it's not that easy as just, I'm going to do this. You know, the world is happening around us. And probably of all the many things that get set aside first, exercise might be one of those. And I thought, this is a very complicated topic. <laughs> it might be fine, fun to try and unpack in a forum like what we have here and um, might be a little bit unique. And so I thought, why, why not give it a try? And then as we added the topic of just being active in general, then I realized, like you said, yeah, there's kind of is something that has been part of our lives since we were young. And during your introduction, I was thinking, how can I um, relate this to being young? And, you know, my exercise time as a youth. And I started to think, yeah, I do kind of have some memories of times that involve being active and exercising, being fit and whatnot uh, since, you know, elementary school. Um, how about for you when when you read this as one of the topics um what were any thoughts or, or um, ideas that struck you when you heard this as a potential topic? Yes, yeah, similar to you, I do think about where I am now and the challenge to find enough time and the right activities for exercise. But I did quickly think about my past and periods of my life where exercise played a larger role. And I even thought of my parents and a little bit of their story. And so if it's okay, I would love to just start there. Yeah. 
the idea of how exercise can be something that's modeled for us or somebody shows us how to do it and then we imitate them and it, then we become a practitioner ourselves and of something and so um i just want to share a few pictures here mm -hmm. to get us started this muscle oh, wow. builder wow. yeah <laughs> in this photo wow. is my dad when he was a no teenager way. and um, young adult um kind of emerging into adulthood there and he he got, really got into bodybuilding and yeah. um you know i think at the time you could get magazine we well, probably still can uh, but yeah. back back then the sport was newer and certain like magazines were coming out about it and um he started reading um those and he got his own weight set at home and oh. he continued to kind of work at it and mm. it was a he it was something that he eventually derived a lot of enjoyment out of and became quite pleased with because um as he went through college he did he did college wrestling and the bodybuilding helped him to have strength for that but also after he finished uh he had um studied like uh, a discipline that where you could uh, teach history uh, and physical education and, and a variety of things in high school right. context. And so mm -hmm. he became a gym teacher and in some of the gym classes, they had different activities. And because he was a bodybuilder, he could do these activities really quickly to demonstrate to the kids, like climb a oh, rope. Yeah. He could do oh, it without yeah. even using his legs. He could just climb up the rope yeah. or he could do um, one-armed push-ups and he oh, could man. do <laughs> a variety of things real quickly. And the students were like, wow, you know, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but anyway, um, when I was in high school, my dad would tell me stories about this. And I remember um, him sharing, but me not thinking too, too much about it. But then mm -hmm. when I was in high school, he started helping me lift weights a little bit because I got into track and, um, and I was, doing soccer as well. And so, um, particularly for track, I wanted to have more upper body strength just mm -hmm. to, for when I was running, um, the shorter races, just to have some, the top part of me to propel me forward a little bit. Yeah. And, um, so he did some weightlifting with me and it was so fascinating to come alongside and watch him because he knew so much about it and he knew his way around the different types of weights and which exercises to build the lats you know the latissimus ah, dorsi yeah. and you know mm -hmm. he had all, all deltrods and your biceps and triceps and he knew all the terms for the different muscle groups and so he said now you do this many reps to build that and i would you know get sore and uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was, uh -huh. I, I never became super serious about it but it was just kind mm -hmm. of neat to enter into his world a little bit and to see um how exercise was important for him. And then um, my mom had her own thing that she wow. was really into. Wow. Um, this is a picture of her after she won a golf tournament wow. in uh, Okinawa um, oh, in, the, wow. in the late fifties. Yes. Or, or pardon oh. me, or sixties. Um, and um, that's her with her parents there. And that trophy yeah. sat on top of my dad's bookshelf oh. for many years. And I remember oh, seeing wow. that, and it had, you know, like a little figure in the very top, of, uh -huh. like a golfer swinging a club. And um, uh -huh. I remember asking my mom, like, what is that up there? And she said, oh, yeah. I won that when I was younger. And wow. it, it was another one of those things where, like, for her, exercise um, in that period of her life involved, like, a lot of walking out on the golf course mm -hmm. and practicing mm -hmm. her swings and 
Um, she was also a swimmer, but, but golf was like a huge passion for her in a se season of her life. Um, so I remember her taking me out to the driving range and um, teaching me some things and wow. appreciating that. So it's kind of another example of entering into someone's world or space and appreciating their knowledge of it and then trying to, you know, imitate them. And um, so, yeah, those are two examples from my childhood of, of observing my parents and then I do want to talk about like my story and how I relate mm -hmm. to my kids around exercise and activity, but I want to stop for a second and give you a chance to, mm -hmm. to share, like, were there things that your parents did that you knew that were important for them in, in the realm of exercise? Yeah. I remember my dad said um, that uh, I think at the, at the research center that where he worked, I think, I know that they had a number of different farms and, um, Kind of enough for different maybe storage areas or like period places for um like drying the soybeans. He was he was still working with soybeans at the time. And I remember him mentioning once that they had um a bench press there. Wow. <laughs> that um yeah, that he and his co-workers, you know, while they're waiting for the the beans to finish drying, they would just do a few rests. That's awesome. Rest. <laughs> and yeah. And I, I never, for me, this was really kind of a mysterious thing. You know, what is bodybuilding? You know, I only kind of know about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mr. Universe, and but I don't really know what this is. And, um, and then it kind of made sense to me when um, I was helping him in the barn and we had these big giant hay bales and straw bales and like 50 pound bags of feed. And he's, you know, like just carrying them around. And, and I like, I still remember like trying to lift a 50 pound bag of, of feed when I was, you know, in elementary, it's like, how can you even wow. <laughs> budge this thing? You know, I can't even push it across the floor and, you know, and he's, he's just doing it with ease. And, and I, that was like, you know, I didn't understand much about it, but I was just, wow, here's my hero, you know, look at this super strong guy who oh, yeah. can do oh, anything. And fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but maybe more concretely, we had um, a basketball hoop in the barn at, at our house where, you know, down below we had the sheep and then up above, um, you know, there was space for storing the hay and the straw and other things. And then there was kind of a wide open space there that we had cleared away that, and um, we had basketball hoop and we would shoot hoops together. And, um, and then I took on that and I would um, every day when I got home off the bus, they dropped us off on the barn bank and then I would just head straight into the, um, uh, in the barn and, and shoe hoops for a while, even if it was just by myself. And, um, yeah, that was, I, you know, I never thought that I was exercising or anything like that. It was just something that was fun and a way to use up some energy for me. And, um, yeah, but now looking back on it, I see, yeah, that was fun. And it was, um, active and exercise and all thanks to thanks in a big part to to my dad game that started oh that's so interesting our son micah um when he would come home from school would love to shoot hoops and mm -hmm. i think for him it was like also very healthy mentally it was um his time to kind of unwind from the day and process mm -hmm. things in a relaxing environment where he could just kind of focus on something enjoyable, but at the same time, have quiet space outside of the house. So that I wonder, did you feel like it gave you a little time like that too, to unwind from the day and kind of just um, 
have some you time, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great point. That's a good way to put it. And um, it's also a good way to kind of, um, you know, kind of live in your own world, you know, your imagination starts to take over and, you know, you put yourself in these situations, you know, of being the star or, you know, being a teammate of some, your favorite basketball player and, um, or whatever sport it is. And, and you, you know, making those shots or, uh, you know, getting the rebound and things like that. And yeah, I think it it is a way to um, kind of really not, you know, enter into a really kind of not meditative, but a really kind of thoughtful space there. And um, uh, I, for some reason, I'm making the connection where some people say that um, like when you're cooking, the rhythmic chopping sound on the mm. cutting board can mm. be kind of like that. And I, I wonder if the rhythmic dribble of the basketball um, also kind of creates that kind of a, a little bit of a um, tempo yeah. That just kind of helps you to forget about everything else and just focus on on the sounds that are around you and kind of push everything else out to the side, I wonder. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that makes sense to me because um, there is that uh, satisfying um, aspect of doing an activity that you know so well that you've honed and that you've figured out how to do it proficiently and like having a rhythm and, and anticipating the next steps. And so like maybe for a somebody shooting a basketball, it's like taking the ball in your hand, doing certain form, anticipating the release mm -hmm. of the ball. And, and after you've lined up the shot and, and when it goes in and it, you make the shot, it probably is very satisfying. And, and like you said, there's a rhythm and the, the sounds associated with the dribble. Uh, I think that's very true. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe another point of connection too is, and this is a little bit more abstract perhaps, but um, viewing the activity itself kind of as um, a metaphor uh, for something larger that you're going through in life. And so let me explain what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, I, I want to share a picture while I do that. Okay. And so this is a picture of me when I was in high school. Um, on the track team, um, I ran on the four by 800 meter relay and also on the four by 400 meter relay. So, um, a mid distance race, um, right. really for both of those, I, I guess the 400 is still, it's close to a dash, but, um, right. But the 800 is definitely mid distance, but, um, but that whole idea of, of carrying a baton, passing a baton, being part of a team and pushing yourself, um, I had never been an athletic person before high school. I had participated in sports and enjoyed doing them and being out with friends, but um, I wouldn't say that I had ever landed on a sport that like mm -hmm. really grabbed me or I felt like mm -hmm. I can excel at this. Mm -hmm. And it was in high school when I started running, um, I had some friends who were into soccer and into running and I just kind of observed them and saw how much joy they got out of both of those. And so I started doing both of those myself, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, and I started um, losing weight and getting in shape. And for the, this is the best shape I was ever in, in my life, probably in this um, mm -hmm. season. And um, it felt so 
um, energizing and encouraging. And I, I started to think when I would go on runs, I would think about things that I was um, struggling with, whether it was with my studies or mm-hmm. um, like maybe there had been a conflict in a, in a friendship or something like that. Or even sometimes I would think of my own faith. And then I would somehow, while I was running in my mind, I would say like this race today that I'm this particular um, time that I'm running, I'm going to think of it as I'm kind of working out that issue. Like I, as I persist in my running, Mm. I want it to be like a metaphor for I'm persisting through uh, these other areas of, of struggle or hardship or adversity. And so it became something for me that sometimes when I was upset, if I went on a run, it would, I would actually not only benefit from the exercise, but I would feel better emotionally afterwards. Cause I had kind of connected my run with my response to what was bothering oh, yeah. me. And oh, yeah. I remember coming back to this idea later in life, even after I kind of had become less active and wasn't as serious about running, but I was in a doctoral program and I was still in the coursework phase and it was um, rigorous and it had lasted for quite some time. And I, I wanted to, you know, move on and be in the writing phase for the dissertation. And I kept thinking like, oh, there's so much left to do. And so I went on this really long run. This is when we, for a time we lived in defiance um, in Katie's neighborhood. And I ran around this four mile square. And during that whole run I had before me, like this, the same idea, like this is connected with um, this journey of getting this PhD. And like, I need to persist and I need to finish the courses. I need to get ready for my comprehensive exams and think about a topic for dissertation. I'm going to view mm-hmm. it like the different phases of this mm-hmm. run. And so like the first mile is easy. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, that was like my early, you know, courses that I took. And then uh-huh. it got harder around the second mile. And then towards the end of the third mile, I was like pushing. I'm like, I need to finish. I need to push through. This is important for me. I can't stop because I need to show myself I can <laughs> complete this. And then it'll also remind me that I can complete the other things. So anyway, all that to say, um, running was really important to me. And it was so interesting to me. I'm going to share another picture now of my son, mm-hmm. Micah, from just mm. last weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, it's really interesting to me that um, Micah has become very interested in running. And um, he really got in across country his junior year. And um, by his senior year, he was a team captain and it's something that brought him immense joy. He loved being connected with his teammates, uh, being a positive encourager, but he also liked to push himself and, um, to train hard and, and race. And so this is a picture of him running there at the nature preserve at Bluffton. And it was so neat to go and cheer for him and to see some, a version of what was so important to me. Um, you know, he's made it his own and now is a form of exercise and um, a sport that he really cares about and that is meaningful for him. So that was something that I really enjoyed seeing. And that kind of experience maybe is, could be applied to anything that, you know, one person sees another person doing that they were able to share with them. And then when it takes root, it's like, oh, wow, that other person likes it too. <laughs> Isn't that great? You know, whether it's a parent mm-hmm. to a child or probably even just friends, you know, if you introduce your friend to um, a form of exercise and they really get into it, then you both can share in the joy. So yeah, I just wanted to 
talk about that a little bit. Do you have any stories of um, uh, either how exercise maybe helped you in your emotional health and your mental space or mm -hmm. um, how you kind of got into something athletic or form of exercise mm -hmm. as being inspired by a friend or, um, or you shared something with a friend about that or a family member. Right. Um, first I'm, I'm just curious, uh, with you and Micah. So in your case, your, your dad shared with you about, um, his bodybuilding and his time, you know, as a, a PE um, teacher and working with kids, had you shared with Micah many stories or so often of, of your time when you were running and do you think maybe that inspired him or how was it that he got, um, you know, it, it, starting from his junior year, some people might think, oh, wow, that's really late, but um, somehow it clicked for him. Do you, do you think there was any influence that you had there? And then um, also like, did it, when you saw him running last weekend, did it kind of bring some memories back or when you saw him running at school too, did it bring personal memories back for you as well? Yes, definitely. And to kind of uh, speak to this, very specifically, I have another picture actually that I want to show. Awesome. But, so, okay, um, so cool. when the yeah. when Micah was young, um, mm -hmm. there was an event at Kingsway Christian School called Family Fitness Day, mm -hmm. and this is a picture from one of those events. And this particular year, um, Jamie Jennings Martin, who used to go to Worcester Mennonite Church, was running in the race, pushing her twins. Oh boy. Away. Maybe was it her twins? No, maybe it was just Kylie. She's pushing her daughter uh -huh. Kylie in a stroller as she as she ran along, and oh, um, wow. and so I was doing the five k as well that year. And mm -hmm. Micah and Aubrey made little signs mm -hmm. for me: "Go, yeah. Jacob!" and "Go." The, uh -huh. uh, the other one says, "Go, Dad." <laughs> oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh -huh. <laughs> Spelled I, I, okay. I in a unique way, but or yes, no, yes, go, yes. Daddy. Excuse me, go, Daddy. Ah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Um, yes, that makes so, sense. So, um, but uh, they also. Uh, participated in family fitness day in a, like a sprint around the field. And oh. they both got medals. Like they, they <laughs> ran so quickly and it's not something they trained for, but they sure, sure. participated in it and they felt so good about that, that they, mm -hmm. they had that positive memory in the back of their mind with running. Mm -hmm. And then I did tell them stories over the years um, related to how much it meant to me to Mm -hmm. get into running when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, they knew my story that when I was younger, I was overweight and, and kind of struggled to do athletic things and how high school was such a special time. And so mm -hmm. I think maybe that was part of the story a little bit in the back of the mind, like, Oh, mm -hmm. you know, when I was young, I had this great experience running. Um, I know my dad really liked running. Maybe I'll try it out. Maybe it'll be yeah. meaningful to me. So Aubrey also did run cross country um, and, um, I think that, you know, she enjoyed it. I think for Micah, it was more like uh, captivating. Like he re it really resonated with him. Um, so there, if I can make another connection to, um, mm -hmm. I think maybe a little bit more of a consistent passing on of interest in, in um, exercise was from Katie to the kids. And I'm going to share a little bit, another picture here. Yeah. Um, Katie was a swimmer um, from elementary school through high school oh. and has continued to swim um, ever since, not um, competitively anymore, but just 
for regular exercise. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, she really felt strongly that it would be helpful for the children to have the same experience that it's a good form of exercise because it's low impact. It's something yeah. that you can do all throughout your life. And, um, and it's one of those sports where in a lot of ways you're racing against yourself. You're trying to do your own, um, personal best to beat your own record. And so uh, there's a lot more emphasis on that. So you, there's a lot more cheering for other people and it doesn't feel quite sometimes as adversarial as some, in some sporting mm -hmm. situations, mm -hmm. it can feel mm -hmm. like people are really battling against each other, but yeah. often in swimming, it feels much more like there's a, this constructive culture. And Katie also mentioned that swimming really helps people develop a, po a positive image of their body because uh, there they are um, doing these athletic um, things and, and pushing themselves to perform. And then they can get a sense of, the amazing things that their body can do in the water mm -hmm. and they can see all the different body types at a swim meet and mm -hmm. everybody's doing the same activity. And it kind of, just because people are there in their suits, you know, it kind of um, takes away some of the like societal imaging that mm -hmm. we often get where um, only certain body types are appropriate. And just the diversity of, of people at the swim meet can just give people a, yeah, more healthy appreciation of their own physical, um, you know, qualities. And like, so that was really interesting. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, just being an athlete, being comfortable around other athletes. And um, so anyway, long story short, ever since the kids were small, we had them in swim lessons. And then eventually they joined the swim team. And here's a picture of Katie swimming with Aubrey in the pool, mm -hmm. in a pool there. And then, um, just last year, Aubrey has continued to swim even past the wow. YMCA cutoff yeah. time. And since Central doesn't have their own swim team, right. Aubrey got special permission to represent the school at um, uh, at meets against other high schoolers. Wow. And she has um, a coach from the YMCA who's working with her. And so uh, it was something this past year that was very encouraging to see her school actually posted this on Facebook right before wow. she went to one of her big meets. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, it was just really encouraging to see something that was important to Katie, then be picked up and mm -hmm. carried on by Aubrey. Um, Micah did it as well. He swam, but he didn't swim quite as long as Aubrey maybe didn't resonate uh -huh. with him quite as much as it mm -hmm. did with mm -hmm. her. Um, just like it, was the case with the running for him, you know, earlier, as I mentioned, um, resonated with him more and less with Aubrey, but now Hannah's starting to swim as well. So right. um, that's really exciting to see. So anyway, um, maybe that's another example of, of a parent who passed on um, yeah. a love for a sport and really was able to articulate to their child, like how it could be beneficial to them. You know, you could do this your whole life. It can give you a more positive uh, image of yourself and healthy view of others. And, um, it can, you can make it your own, which Aubrey did. And so, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's amazing. It's so neat how, um, it, it must be so neat as, as you and Katie are, um, seeing kind of the path that your kids have taken and now continuing these, this, um, habit of exercise and, working into a sport and part of their studies as well, you know, and to see that, um, uh, um, to see that kind of grow throughout all the whole, all of the years, that must be pretty rewarding, I would think. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Yes, I think mm-hmm. I think it is, um, and it is um, just enjoyable to go and cheer for your children when they're doing something, and it could be anything. But you know, if it's something athletic too, it's just the, the excitement of the moment and um, just being there for them and hollering out their name and. <laughs> um, and then, you know, if it's a swim meet, I mean, there's all those layers of memory too, for Katie yeah. remembering oh, her own yeah. experience or for Micah, when he's running the same for me, it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's his thing now and the focus is on mm-hmm. him, but oh, it connects mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my, my memory and my experience of it too, for my life. So it's special. Yeah. Um, well, Barney, um, as you kind of are thinking about a, um, exercise as as you said is something you want to pursue now mm-hmm. um i was going to ask are there things that you have been drawn to in particular forms of exercise that you've tried that have been something that have kind of kept your interest for a little bit is there a favorite form of exercise or a way that you like to try to stay active or um yeah um for since I, when I was little then, you know, I think, I think most of my exercise was through play or through basketball or, um, soccer, you know, when I was little and then, um, growing then in high school, then I did a lot of bike riding. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, my friends, one of the benefits of living far away from town and, and not driving, then I rode my bike everywhere. And, um, yeah, I really just enjoyed that. And sometimes I would just, my parents got me an ice bike and sometimes I would just kind of go around the countryside there because we didn't really have to worry so much about so much traffic. And there was a lot of, uh, lots of hills and a lot of diversity and, and the things that you could see. And um, yeah, kind of thinking about your um, question from earlier, you know, that being a solitary thing. And um, uh, at that time, like um, you could see, especially in my case, I would see lots of beautiful landscape. And it wasn't a time where I would think, oh, I've got to stop my bike and take a picture of this. You know, this is beautiful. Oh, wow, look at this if I, if I took a picture. But just took it in, you know, and just enjoyed it while I was riding my bike. And um, then I, I kept up with that. And when I first moved to Japan, then I would take out my bike, which was not nearly as nice. Um, it only had three gears. And, and I would, I would bike along at this long, long path that, that they have. They have lots of nice bike paths here, but then I noticed the beauty and I thought, oh, maybe I'll stop and take a picture. And part of me, I had this little struggle thinking it's beautiful and I want to keep going, but it's also beautiful. And I want to take a picture and kind of share it with people. And so sometimes I stop and sometimes I wouldn't stop or sometimes I think, you know, I'll, I'll take a picture again, you know, um, later on, you know, maybe another time on the bike ride. And it is kind of nice that I did stop to take the pictures because then I have kind of a, over the years that I lived in that area, I have pictures from different times of the year um, of the same kind of landscape. And you could kind of see how um, it changed by season and also as it changed um, over the years as kind of development happened or um, things shifted or there were improvements made in certain areas. Um, and and that was interesting too. And the neat thing about having photos is you can see the date that they were taken. So you could kind of line them up 
as to, um, um, oh yeah, this was also a summer one, or, oh wow, I really tended to take a lot of bike rides in October for some reason, and um, kind of just reflect on on that. So the, the part of me wanted to keep riding as a way, a form of exercise, you know, I always tried to do um, uh, uh, eight kilometers out and then eight kilometers back, because then that would be 10 miles. And um, I thought, well, I, I want to get, you know, good exercise in, but wow, this is so beautiful. So I was always torn in between that. And even though I kind of took the same path a lot of the time, it was always uh, interesting seeing different things. And um, not many people were ever on the bike path. And so it was, again, a time that that kind of I could think back, I could kind of compare with when I was in high school, you know, that just being solitary, being alone, being able to think about other things and, um, and, and again, imagining, um, you know, going through rice fields or, um, going through little farms or going by, you know, canals or rivers and thinking, you know, um, what about what, what, you know, here's some people fishing, you know, what are they doing or what do they grow here or things like that. And, um, yeah, I, I really appreciated having that that kind of individual time. So probably similar to um what you were saying that I'm I'm not very competitive at all. So I really appreciate more than team sports. I like I liked basketball and I liked soccer and, and even flag football. Um but I always have gravitated toward the more individual things like um running or um and lifting weights. Um, which I also started when I was here in Japan, or um, what I've um, kind of been into now, um, kind of like uh, exercising with um, people on YouTube. Um, so certain certain people on YouTube have videos about, you know, cardio exercises. So in, <laughs> at my age, instead of really focusing on, you know, lifting weights and maybe pulling a muscle or tearing something or you know, something that maybe I don't want to do anymore. I'm, I'm more focused on um, how can I get my core muscles stronger or how can I just um, sweat a bunch and, you know, try and kind of um, kind of cleanse myself that way. And um, it, it's fun. It's I, I find that a lot of fun. And sometimes, um, like especially the person on YouTube is someone that Ayako introduced me to because she found this person's channel um, during COVID when we were all spending a lot of time at home. And, and I thought this is really fun. It's only 15 minutes and you really get a lot of work out of it. And then we kind of started doing it every day as a family. And even you and Silas would get into it and start doing it themselves. And I was the one who stayed with it um, the most. And then when they started to want the TV more then I would just go into my room and like put it on my phone and, um, you know, do it that way. And then they would pop in and sometimes, sometimes they would still join me, still join me a little bit with that. But, um, I'm always looking out for new ways to, to exercise that are kind of, um, short, but, um, cause I, cause we just have so little time. So short, but effective. And sometimes it's jumping rope even, or, um, sometimes it's, um, actually, um, doing exercise through video games, you know, some of the video game systems that yeah. have exercise um, mechanics built into them and, and different equipment. And, and those can be really a great deal of fun because, 
and they're immersive and there's some challenge and then there's feedback to it. And it's also um, not something that's, it's, it's competitive against yourself as well, like trying to get just a little bit better score or trying to, um, you know, do to get to like the next level of, of intensity. And, um, and that's fun too, that, uh, you men Silas, they really enjoy doing that as well. And it's really a, a calm and, um, really, um, encouraging time because no, we're not trying to outdo each other. We're, if there's no winner or loser, we're all just kind of encouraging each other to, you know, get a, you know, as many points or whatever you can as you can. And, you know, if, if we're doing the, the luge one and Silas is going a little bit slow, no one says, you know, do this or do that, you know, no one's really trying to give him advice, but just watching him enjoy himself and have fun. And then we take our turns and we have fun too, but you feel you, and then it tells you, you know, you just burned this many calories and, um, you know, you can check your progress. And so thinking about being younger and exercising and then now exercise, especially in this way, there's um, so much more information and it feels you gives you kind of the chance to make it a little bit more personal and a little bit more real. Like you can see your results a lot better. And, and I'm, I don't know that, I mean, you know, of course, you know, playing outside is still probably ideal, but having this, um, kind of this form of exercise in addition, I think is, uh, neat. And I think also formative, formative for, for them now to be focused on, Hey, this isn't, this activity is exercise. This is what exercise is, you know, outside playing, having fun, you're burning lots of calories and you're exercising, but that's play. And then, you know, this is kind of exercise and it's important too. And I think it's kind of instilling this idea early on that, um, like you said, in, in our kids, that that exercise is something that we should make time for. And it can be an enjoyable thing to do as well and, and kind of rewarding too. I really like what you were saying just now because it demystifies the myth that if there's no pain, there's no gain in exercise. And there is truth to that idea when you're really wanting to push yourself, I guess the harder you work, maybe the more fruits you'll see out of that workout. But the part that is unhelpful is if you apply that metric to all of exercise and all of activity, because if you want to integrate exercise as a meaningful part of your regular lifestyle and your normal routine and something that you will choose to do instead of other things, then you, I think have to also find forms of exercise that are enjoyable and fun, not just painful, you know? So, yeah. oh, so, yeah, so what, that's kind of what you were just outlining is like, when you take a bike ride, you are working your muscles and it's healthy, but then a secondary aspect of that is enjoying all the nature that's surrounding you. And if you're playing a, um, an athletic video game, um, there's the enjoyment of the game alongside the physical activity that you're doing. And, and if you're doing exercise with other people, there's the relational aspect, you know, so there are these really important parts of it. And, um, I think it's so helpful to think about like our lifestyle, how can, exercise almost become a habit or just integrated in as part of our regular lifestyle, because it really does have an impact on our mental health and our physical health and can really put us 
in a much better place to respond to challenges when they arise in life or to, to be um, poised, to, to really have energy and be present to people around us. When, we, when we've worked our muscles, sometimes we have more energy for those things too. So um, as you were talking about biking, I just wanted to share a picture um, because biking happens to be one of the things in this season of life that Katie and mm -hmm. I really enjoy doing. And um, this is a oh, picture yeah. of us on the trail that goes from Orville to Marshallville. And speaking of natural beauty, this is one of those days oh, where the, yeah. the sky is this brilliant color of blue. The clouds mm. have very interesting shape. We even saw a bald eagle during this oh. bike ride that day. And um, we were just so uh, edified and delighted mm. by the experience. When we came back, we just felt relieved that we had done it. Mm. And um, it, we were able to get a nice workout. I think that stretch is maybe three miles or so, yeah. something around that range. It starts at four road and goes to Marshallville, just out, just outside of Orville to Marshallville and, um, and, and back. And it's, it's really nice. So um, biking is one of the things that Katie and I still try to do um, as often as we can. And then daily walks are another part of our mm -hmm. routine. And it's a time for us to connect and share about our days, to hear from each other, how we're doing, how we're feeling and work on our relationship as a couple. But then just a, a byproduct of that too is the actual physical exercise from the walk itself. And we started doing these walks, I wanna say maybe in 2019. And uh, we have found when we go to do other physical activities after having this routine of walking, we're much more capable. And so you'd think, how does walking translate into swimming or biking or running? But it does. Like if you mm -hmm. walk two to three miles every day, that contributes to your your uh, endurance or to your mm -hmm. muscle strength and um, in, in a variety of ways. So anyways, um, that's been really positive. And, um, and then I mentioned before about Katie being a swimmer at least once a week uh, or typically close to that. She invites me to join her to swim at the okay. YMCA and she's yeah. worked with me. I, I had a swimming pool growing up and knew how to swim in mm. basic ways, but I didn't really know the form for the proper form for strokes for um, mm. like the backstroke, for example, I knew a version of the freestyle um, mm -hmm. and um, Katie helped me learn the correct strokes. And now I swim laps when she swims laps. And it's a really oh, wow. nice, low impact form of exercise. That's really enjoyable. Um, and, uh, um, and speaking of the social aspect of exercise, um, you know, there's, there's other fun things you can do when you're with a group of people. Uh -huh. <laughs> and for our audio Very only fun. listeners, oh, yeah. this is when Barney visited this past summer, we were yeah. able to go canoeing on the Tuscaroras river with our families, at, at least some of our family members, um, yeah. Ron, Barney's dad and Ayako and, and uh, several of our children, um, Barney's sons and, and my youngest daughter, Hannah. And so, you know, that was an hour of exercise yeah. and that was also an adventure because when you go on a river like that, it feels kind of different from the normal daily routine, you know, you're out there on the water. And so, um, we encountered some rapids and at times we'd get stuck and, you know, yeah. so there's also a story to tell, like 
after the experience of like, oh man, can you believe that happened? And we got through that. And so, um, you know, that's another thing about activity is sometimes it leaves you with a really like distinct memory or story. Um, You know, sometimes they're, they're funny later in the telling, but not when you're going through them (laughs) or sometimes they're fun when you're going through them, but you know, the whole range of of experiences. But anyway, I just, I hope that's okay. I just thought I'd throw that one. Oh yeah. I love that of us, um, you know, doing exercise together there with canoeing. So yeah. Um, one of my most distinct childhood memories, I don't know if I've told you this story before is Mm -hmm. when I went on a canoe trip with my dad for some male bonding time. Did I tell you this story? And yes. Uh, yes. And there was no current that day. So um, it ended up being this huge slog and it took like two hours longer than we thought. And we, when we finally arrived, we like pulled ourselves up out of the boat at the end and we're just totally defeated. And, and I said, well, so much for male bonding. And then we just had a big laugh and then we had a nice meal and then it became a funny story that we loved to tell. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, that's great. But yeah. 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 Boy, you wouldn't expect that. And, and then with no phones or anything at that time, you couldn't say, you know, <laughs> we're calling this <laughs> off, you know, can you come back and get us? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, you had mentioned before Barney um, having um, videos to watch through the internet mm-hmm. or YouTube mm-hmm. or various places mm-hmm. that help with exercise. Um, is there any other technology that you've tried or like there are different things that will track forms of exercise, you know, like some like smart watches or mm-hmm. even phones can track how many steps you take. Or Is there anything like that that you've ever tried before? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting to think about. I'm, I'm the person who, I don't know what it is about me, but I don't, really like wearing a watch um I don't like the way it feels on me and um so for many 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 years actually um I just have to have it here I would carry a pocket watch um Ah. forever because I just didn't like having something on my wrist like that but then Ayako got um a smart watch and um she showed me all the things that it can do and and she especially said you know it's with you know, like it can show like your text messages. And, and I thought, oh, wow, that's great. Cause I so often miss messages from my phone when it's in my pocket, you know, here in Japan, it's always, we all always, almost always keep our phones on, on silent mode, you know, just vibration. So, you know, you just miss them. And then um, her watch, it seemed like it broke and then she got a new one. And then they said, um, just keep the old one. And then we found out we got the old one working and um, then I started to use one of them and I thought, wow, this is really neat. And then I also noticed, yeah, it, it of course, it keeps track of your heart rate and it keeps track of your, um, the steps that you take and, um, you know, how far you've walked each day and kind of calories that you've burned. And um, I realized that, yeah, this is great. It's, um, it's really helpful for my classes and keeping myself timed correctly because a lot of the classrooms, the clocks are not set to the right time. They're all different times. So suddenly you arrive at one class and and you're five minutes late somehow, you know, but then I can, I can be, I can be, you know, just because, you know, each classroom has slightly different clock, but I, I can keep myself on time and I can kind of, you know, say to the teacher, you know, we're going by my clock here. And, um, 
And that helped me to see how active my job really is. You know, we have um, uh, another typical thing in Japan is that, you know, you have a health physical every year and, you know, on the questionnaire, it says, you know, do you average about 10,000 steps a day? And, and I, I, I knew for sure I'm always way over. And my coworker, she said, oh, I don't know, 10,000. And um, myself and my boss were there and we said, oh yeah. He said, for sure with this job, you clear that easily. And, and it's true. You know, I get like 14,000 steps a day, you know, just through my, um, you know, daily activity, um, part of my, my job, but, uh, that is fun to have that and, um, to feel it like buzz, you know, when you've hit, you know, your goal for the day. And then occasionally when you have a little bit of time to check, you know, the app and, and see like the kind of, you know, I had, oh, I had a lot of steps this day. And, Sometimes I think, oh yeah, I had so many steps that day because I went to Disneyland, you know, here in Japan. And you know, you just wow. walk a lot when you go to Disney. <laughs> and sure. so yeah, like 25,000, 28,000 steps on those days. And um, but I really like data and I really like think th seeing things, you know, graphed out or you know, quantified. And so having that is really right up my alley. So like that and, and like the Wii, the Wii U um, fit thing that I have, you know, like it shows like um, when you've checked in and, you know, it does like a body scan and it shows you like your, um, your balance, mainly for like your balance, how, how well you're balancing. You know, that's kind of the main thing in it. Like kind of you set little mini goals of, you know, do you want to increase your weight or decrease your weight or stay the same? And then within what time frame and, um, uh, and it, it gives little graphs and tracks that and that kind of thing is really right up my alley. And that has helped me to um, stay, um, yeah, to stay involved in keeping exercise like this, aside from my work as part of um, my daily, as much as possible, my daily activities, squeeze it in as, as much as I can, at least a little something. Um, oh, do wow. you, do you subscribe to this kind of um idea of, you know, smart, smart wear that helps you to, um, you know, track your, your daily activities and walking and whatnot. Yes, I think it's great. Um, I don't always use it, but I have used it at times and found it helpful. There are several that I've looked at and used. Um, one of them was actually a program that would track with GPS tracking, it would track the route of your walk or your run. Mm -hmm. And uh, that one was really neat because Katie and I would do these walks in, around our neighborhood and we didn't always know the oh, distance. Yeah. Like we knew the time frame that we were walking and we had a sense of our pace, but we didn't always know the distance. And so it was nice to have it spit out numbers like two and a half miles or, you know, this, yeah. like this or that. Uh, the only thing was this particular app had and I didn't quite figure out how to turn it off. So I stopped using it eventually, but every mile it would, it would have this computer voice. It would be like, you've gone one mile and, and, it, would, <laughs> and it, it, it would be really loud. And it would like give haptic feedback when it would do it. So it'd shake. And I, I'd be in the middle of a conversation with Katie and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> so that one was kind of, you know, um, uh, something that was the negative aspect of it, but then, yeah, um, really, yeah. But then um, I also have used activity trackers because part of my journey right now in life is 
trying to be more healthy in general. So that mm-hmm. also involves diet because diet mm-hmm. and exercise complement each other really well mm-hmm. for oh, yeah. a healthy lifestyle. So I track, um, when I'm on top of my game, I, I'll track the food that I'm eating and the activity that I've done that day. And then that gives you a, like a fuller picture of, um, health uh, for that, you know, particular period. So, um, so there's, um, right now I'm using the Weight Watchers app for that. I'm, and, and participating in that program and liking it. And previously I had done something through Altman. Um, they had an Altman weight management program and, um, they just actually closed it down in August. So that's why I switched over to Weight Watchers. But, but a big part of that, every time I'd go and meet with a dietitian, she would talk to me about my activity level. So I got to think about exercise and, and having that tracker was a nice tool. So I definitely would give two thumbs up for that, uh, for sure. Yeah. And, and it does, it makes me think a little bit, um, about another important question. And that is like, what, how do we overcome the, the challenges and obstacles that keep us from being active? And, um, you know, like I just mentioned on my good days, I would track my activity or be intentional, but, um, due to a various factors, sometimes, you know, my personality or whatever it may be, like, I don't want to track that. I don't want to be intentional. I'd rather do something else that isn't physical activity. So like, maybe we can talk a little bit about how, when we get in that mindset, how do we overcome it? Um, what are some things that can be part of the culture of our, of our lifestyle or in our surrounding environment that can help pull us out of that place to overcome that obstacle and do the activity. Do you have any suggestions there? Yeah, that's a great point. And for for some reason, it it must be exercise is one of those things that it's easy to make excuses about. Um, and and sometimes, yeah, they're really valid. Like um, sometimes we've had a long day at work or um, a long day with our kids, and we're just too tired. You know, if you don't have the energy to exercise, then then it's just that 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 step to get started. Um, and sometimes you're just tired and, and you don't want to do it, but, um, and yeah, sometimes just, just busy or, um, you know, the flow of your day, you know, like we're talking a lot and looking at the questions that we thought about, you know, a lot of them have the word routine in them and yeah, in order to do exercise, it has to fit into your daily routine. And sometimes when it just gets thrown asunder, then the time for exercise gets pushed out of the way, you know? Um, and then the other thing is, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure about, um, you know, each person's a little bit different, but here in Japan, people tend to take their showers, uh, in the evening. And then, so if, you know, for, especially with your kids, if you've already taken your shower and then now I can't exercise because I've taken my shower and I want to shower again. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So things can easily disrupt um, the rhythm of being in exercise. And then if they get disrupted too many times, it's easy to just think, well, maybe things are okay. Or, you know, to, to think to kind of neglect it a bit, but um, in, in, in my case, I guess I just, I, I always come back to kind of feeling this need or actually I think through my phone um, I just kind of, you know, the articles that are recommended, I kind of get these nudges in that way, you know, like, um, you know, 
try this exercise or, you know, 10 minutes of this exercise or something like that. And, and I'm always looking for something new, you know, something that might be the exercise for me, you know, and, um, and then, and I'm, I, I think, well, I'll try that out, you know, look at it and see if it's too hard. And if it looks like it's not too bad, and especially if it's kind of short and um, doesn't take up much space, you know, I don't have, I don't have weights or anything. Um, you know, I have a, a yoga mat and that's about it. And then if I can do something with those things and, and then I think I get, I think, yeah, this is for me. And then I get that back into my rhythm again. And um Another thing that that kind of I intentionally have as a reminder is I always have that my favorite um that favorite YouTube video um I always have that like on my um one of my open tabs you know in my browser so whenever I'm searching another tab I always see that and I think oh yeah okay I've got to do that again so if we I my recommendation my kind of suggestion that I know just works for me is having intentional reminders around um because you know my you know Ayak was incredibly busy with um being a flight attendant um and then she still makes time for yoga she likes um hot yoga um and she makes that time and then my kids are just active so they get their exercise but then it's so it's kind of it's myself I don't have anyone urging me you know kind of motivating me thinking you should do this or why don't we do this or why don't you do this but so I have to, I'm responsible for myself in that way so I've set up these kind of fail safes that if I feel myself kind of drifting away from the exercise routine I see that and again and in the, especially the case with like the we fit or um with um the YouTube I think oh yeah those are fun and I do like those and then then I can have that connection with it. You know, like one of them is really active and the YouTube person is fun. And, you know, she doesn't like say, you know, encouraging things, but she has low, it's in Japanese, but she has low funny comments that she puts about herself. You know, she's like, oh, I'm just so tired already, you know, things like that on there. And then that, that lightens the mood and it makes it not feel like work, but makes it feel fun. And then if you kind of make that connection with, yeah, I do like this, so then even if you have a few periods of a little bit of stretch of time where you're not exercising, I think um, having those intentional reminders around you kind of gets you, eventually pulls you back in, I think. And then you, you know, if you make time for a little bit in a row and you're on a good pace and then life gets disrupted, then you, you know, have these peaks and valleys every once in a while. I think that's, that's, that's fine. I think it works for me so far. That's a really good point um, that when disruptions do happen to not be so discouraged that, uh, that one would give up, but to keep trying there, there's always another chance to return to the activity or a new day to give it another shot. And so I think if there's one thing that um, was imparted to me from my time, like working with a dietitian about activity and diet is that just to keep trying again, like keep trying and make, make that kind of um, commitment to that concept. And, and then it can actually let you have a lot more grace with yourself when you do fall short to say, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to get back up and just try again and keep working at it. And, um, uh, another thought I have too, and I like what you said about reminders is, um, thinking about 
the, um, the technology in our lives and the way that we use it and how exercise can be integrated in to very simple things. And I'll give you an example of this. Um, we have a push mower for mowing our lawn. Um, and you know, it takes me about an hour and a half to do the whole lawn with the push mower. And recently, um, Margaret Latta at our church was selling her mower, her riding mower. Mm -hmm. And I thought about trying to buy that because I thought, oh, how convenient would that be? I could just sit and drive around the yard and it's kind of fun to do and drive the thing. And, but then I stopped myself. I'm like, no, put doing the push mower is a built in exercise session into your routine. And you haven't reached, I haven't reached the age or the point in my life where I need to ride the mower. I can still physically do that action. So just kind of committing to do that. Um, instead of the easier thing of relying on a technology to do it for me. And then another thing you kind of spoke to this earlier, but like living around larger cities and using public transportation requires you to do quite a bit of walking. And when I visited you in Japan, I really liked that um, because I felt so much healthier um, just doing so much walking each day. And um, so sometimes if, I guess, I don't, I know it could be hard to do, but forgo using a car to get somewhere, like doing something else, like biking to the location or um, going another means that would have exercise involved. Is that same concept of trying to think about how we use technology and to mitigate the physical demands on us. And, and sometimes using the simpler method that requires more physical action from us can be a good uh, nudge to help us get more exercise in. So, yeah, I, I love that. And that makes me think of myself too. Like as much as possible, I try to, um, you know, park far away or, um, from the door or, um, take the stairs. And, um, there is this fantastic concept that they have at the city hall here, um, in their stairway, like every, every half flight of stairs, it says, is half of a calorie and then so there's this there's this real tangible impact that you have you're thinking i'm walking up these flights of stairs and i've taken off like you know maybe it's just two calories but hey that's two calories that i did wouldn't have taken off if i'd taken the elevator and and then you think you know okay i'm gonna um you know and instead of i'm gonna make myself walk over there instead of ask someone to bring me something, you know, like if you intentionally try to work these little tiny bits of, of activity, um, then it's, it's like you say with, with walking, um, you know, you keep up, you keep up with it and you find your, you realize you have these stamina for the stamina for other things in life. And I think, um, probably you probably experienced the same thing that like with walking and bike riding and jogging and whatnot, um, before you know it, much faster than you know it. Wow. Three miles are done. You know, wow, I've already gone two miles today. And that walk was so short, you know, how, and this was fun. And yeah, being, I think, like you say, there's, there is probably a time and it's probably a certain season in our lives and probably connected with some major goal, but there really is a time for the no pain, no gain, you know, you know, let's, I'm going to really knock it out today. You know, I'm going to hit this exercise real hard today. You know, there's really a time for that super locked in focus intensity. But um, aside from that, I think like um, 
the exercise that is repeatable and uh, like with people or, um, you know, with yourself or with some kind of um, feedback um, is fun and, and, you know, you're exercising without even realizing what you're doing. <laughs> and yeah, that's the kind of thing, the kind of habit I think sticks with you and, uh, um, and, and is, has so many added benefits to it as well. I agree. Yes, very true. Is there anything else that you would like to address before we close this episode? I'm okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Then please feel free to close for us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. We um, are happy that you joined us today and um, uh, appreciate you coming along with us for this topic um, of discussion on exercise and the many aspects of it that, um, that we uncovered ourselves today and um, I'm sure that you guys have everyone out there has a lot of other ideas um, of exercise personal stories we'd love to hear them in any way and um, we hope that you um, are excited for our next episode as we are today actually is episode number 75 and it has been a wonderful journey of over all of these amazing episodes and um we are looking forward to number 76 and hope that you are too. And we'll see you guys again then.